Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the official England podcast. The group stages are done and dusted, finito, complete. And what a night that was in Group F on Wednesday. It really was the perfect conclusion to what has been a highly exciting tournament so far. I'm Adam Smith and I'll be bringing you all things Three Lions every single day. Over the next week, we'll be looking ahead to our clash against Germany at Wembley on Tuesday the 29th of June. Have my butterflies already kicked in? You better believe it. So stick the kettle on, here's what's coming up. We'll bring you all the build-up ahead of Tuesday's historical clash at Wembley against the Germans. European football expert Julien Laurent gave his insight into the teams left in the competition. If this Belgian team can be fired up again, I think I think they can beat anyone. But you just can't counter Ronaldo. Vice-captain Jordan Henderson was on media duties. We knew whatever team would face, it was going to be a big challenge. And Germany will certainly be that, so we need to give everything against them. England's only goalscorer at this summer's tournament so far, Raheem Sterling, stepped into the Lions' den. I've been building up myself for, you know, that moment. Opportunity came and it was a great feeling, man, especially with scoring and winning 1-0 and it was, a, it was a lovely one. Josh Denzel himself will be joining us to give us all the insight from within the camp. Everyone's just all eyes on the prize now, it's the business end. And I spoke exclusively to England fullback Kieran Trippier. I don't think we do fair Germany. We've got a quality team, we've got to be positive, just regroup now and just focus on that game. Right, let's get stuck into it. Listening to the official England podcast. Wow, what a night of football we had on Wednesday. Desmond Tutu had twins and produced two stunning draws. Yes, France drew two all with Portugal after a very end to end game, which left the French group winners with Portugal finishing in third. The other game was, of course, Germany and Hungary, and it really was an absolute classic. Once again, Ending two all, but for large portions of time, Hungary were on top, scoring directly from kickoff after that Germany equaliser. So these results mean that England will be facing Germany in the next round after they finish second in Group F. And I saw a fantastic tweet from at Chris Wisey who said, a final timeline of England's round of 16 opponents. At eight o'clock, we were playing Germany, but that only lasts for 11 minutes when England's opponents looked like it would be Portugal. Then at 8.30, it changed and it was England against France, but not for long because at 8.45, we were meeting Portugal. That changed at 9.02 and would you believe it? It was England against Hungary, but again, not for long. Don't get excited because 9.15 came and so did Portugal. Then 9.21 arrived 
arrived and it was England against Germany before 9.23 when we were back facing Ronaldo and his Portuguese teammates until 9.39 when our opponents were Germany. So England's possible opponents in the round of 16 changed eight times during the 90 minutes. The beautiful game, eh? Now, as we are in the business end of the tournament, and we all know the confirmed teams for the knockout stages of the Euros, who better to get on the official England podcast than a European football expert to give us all the insight and analysis on the upcoming matches? I'm pleased to say joining me now is a man you would have seen and heard on an array of platforms, including ESPN, BT Sport, Five Live, the Totally Football Show. He is everywhere. It is Julian Laurent. Julian, thank you very much for joining us. How have you been and how much have you enjoyed the tournament so far? Hi, mate. Thank you for having me to start with. I've, I've really enjoyed this tournament. I think the, the quality will improve now that we're really down to the best bit, really. Let's be honest. A lot of people said there's actually two, two, two tournaments in one yeah. at the Euros. Uh, you know, the, the, the real Euros start now. No offense to the teams that are out, but you know, the quality is going to go up. Everybody are going to raise their game, all the big players, all the big names as well. So I was very happy so far. I'm even more excited now for what's coming up. Yeah, likewise. I completely agree with that. Now, because you are a European football expert, there's so many things I want to ask you about so many teams. So I feel it's only applicable to start by talking about your beloved France. Uh, many people believe they have the best squad in terms of strength and depth in the tournament. What have you made of their performances so far? Some really good positives. And we saw the game against Germany where that was really impressive in the way they controlled that game, the way they they blocked the, uh, the, the Germans' offences, if you want. And, and the, they could have easily scored three or, f or even four goals probably yeah. in that game. So that was good. Then the Hungary game was a bit more underwhelming. I think they, they were complacent, a bit arrogant, which which we have that in us, French people anyway, in general. So it was not as a surprise, but it was really hard, full stadium. The Hungarians played really well, as we saw a few days later for them in the game against Germany. So it was not the greatest of performances, but at least they didn't lose. And I think they would, they, they would take that. And then Portugal, first half, a bit slow again. Second half, much better. Paul Pogba with, with a masterclass performance. And I think you saw in that second half against Portugal, what France will be like in this knockout stage. This is a team that lives for those big games. That's how they, they won the, the, the last World Cup. That's yeah. how they went to the final in 2016 as well, the last Euros. They are made for those big games, those big occasions. And you certainly see, you saw some of that in that second half against Portugal. So overall, I think it's positive, but there, there's still room for improvement. And I think we, we're going to get we're going to get a much better France team from the last 16 onwards. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I don't know about you, but I've only just recovered from um, the, the games on Wednesday night. France v Portugal and Germany v Hungary. <laughs> Two incredible games. I was watching them both trying to work out all the permutations. It was amazing. And a lot of people said being in a group of death it is obviously hard because you're facing great opposition. But are there positives to that, that the likes of France have already had tough tests in this tournament? So do you think that might stand them in good stead going into the knockout stages? Oh, 100%. And that's certainly how Didier Deschamps and the players see it too. You know, we talk about Italy and they've been great, but there's always a but with Italy. We say, oh, they've been great, but they've played against teams that were not very good, let's be honest. And there's, there's others like that as well. You know, in England have unbeaten, haven't conceded, but let's wait to see them against a stronger opposition. And I think even, even English players and Italian players are welcoming the fact that they will play against bigger opposition. You can only beat what's in front of you anyway. But I think there's always this but when you've got kind of an easy group going into the knockout stages. With France, that's not the case. You know, they've already played Germany and Portugal and, and Hungary at home with, with the only full capacity stadium, certainly when that game was played. So big, big test already for them, big, 
performances, big opposition, big sort of tactical headaches to find solutions, to find options, to find different formulas, which maybe others were a bit more comfortable and didn't have to go and, and dig deep, for example, which we uh, dig deep, which the French had to do. So I think it's an advantage for sure. And also the way the French prepared, like, like in 2018, to, to reach their peak fitness-wise, physically, from the last 16 onwards. So they were a bit leggy, which we expected. And then you can you can expect them to be much better physically than they were in the first three games, which I think will have will have its importance too. So it's always good if you can qualify after beating some tough opposition. I think. Yeah, it's a good point. And you mentioned some of the nations there. Which team? I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, but which team have you been most impressed with so far? Would you say? Italy, I think, because I knew how well Mancini had been doing, but yeah. I still wanted to see them, albeit again. Again, that kind of opposition. Again, not the strongest, but I wanted to see them in a in in a tournament. They had missed the last two. This is a young generation for most of them, and I wanted to see how they cope with the with the pressure and the expectations. They were at home in Rome, played great. That's another big advantage that they won't have going forward now, anyway. And and I was really pleasantly surprised. Right. Okay. England was what I expected. Uh, Spain, I thought they would do better, so I was a bit disappointed. Although they qualified in the end. Germany, disappointing. Portugal, disappointing. The Netherlands, I'm not a big fan of the ball fan at all. I've never been. I, I'm still not sure really how good of a manager he is. Let's remember Crystal Palace, Atlanta United, all those clubs. But, but they've been great. A lot of runnings, a lot of movements. So I would say Italy and Netherlands really have the one that I've enjoyed the most watching so far. Okay, and you mentioned Mancini. I think Mancini wins the award for the, for, for the, the smoothest looking, uh, suavest looking Definitely. manager in the touch. That looks amazing, doesn't he, with, with, his, with his jacket. Um, I wouldn't be doing and my just job. Did interview when he just, when he just yeah. had the jacket he just, on his finger? Like, on his jacket on the finger, Why amazing. You, do that? you know, know, visiting your nan or going for a pub <laughs> for a walk. It's a flash interview. I loved how many times the cameras uh, cut to him during the interview. It was just constantly with, with that, uh, that jacket that he was holding over his shoulder. Uh, now, Julian, I wouldn't be doing my job right as the presenter of the Official England Podcast if I didn't ask you your thoughts on this England team. So I'm just intrigued to know, because we look at it from an English perspective all the time on, e on every episode. What is the viewpoint from yourself and from the foreign press about how good this English squad is? I think it was a, a little bit mixed in these group stages because the, the first 20, 25 minutes against Croatia were really good and really promising. Uh, and, and then the, 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 the intensity sort of flattened a little bit. It was a bit more slow, but it was a key win to get first game of the tournament. At Wembley as well, you need to go for a win. You don't care so much about the performances. The Scotland game was a bit more underwhelming, a bit like France against Hungary. Uh, and then I thought there was progression. There was improvement against against the Czech in, in the way they played. The team played in the, in the first half. I think Jack Grealish and Bukayo Saka had a really positive impact on that team. Yeah. I still think that Gary Salgate is still looking for the best formula going forward. There's obviously the hurricane conundrum in a way of how to get the best out of him. But certainly you don't concede. You're unbeaten. You're top your group. It's, you, you can hardly do better in terms of results. In terms of performance, everybody can improve. And I really expect this England team to improve. The problem is, is that you play Germany straight in, which yeah. I think they could have done with a team in between, if you want, in between the level of this group stage and in between of the level of a Germany side, for example, with all their experience. How do you see that game going? How do you see England-Germany going in, in your sort of expert expertise? It's 50-50 for me on paper to start yeah. with. Okay. The, the, the question I have is how this England team, and a lot of them are young and a lot of them have never played against Germany, but all of them, all of them, know about the history, the rivalry, 
the games from the past, the, the scars that, that has left or the joy out of it, like in, in 66, all of them will know. I think mm. it's a very special game for Gary Southgate because it's at Wembley, it's 25, 25 years on, that 96 semi-final. You know, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of story there. And I just don't know yeah. how, as a player, you deal with that kind of pressure, expectation. You can just imagine the build-up between now and Tuesday will be all about this all about mm. the past, all about the rivalry. And I think the German, on the other hand, are very happy to face England. We saw Joshua Kimmich saying after the game last night, there's no, there's no more beautiful game than playing against England. Yeah. And, and I think he's right. It's just that degree of coping with the pressure on the England side. If they do that well, they can win and, and beat Germany, no problems. I think if, if there's too many ghosts from the past coming in, I think that might be a bit more difficult. Yeah, there have, there have been, just you mentioning some of there, as an England fan, we, we seem to play Germany. It, it, it seems to be every tournament. I know it's not every tournament, but there's been so yeah. many iconic England v Germany games over the years. But I, I, I do look at this England squad and I just think it, it, this is such a strong squad that England have. So fingers crossed, England do get the win. What other ties are you looking forward to? I imagine that's one of them. What other ties in the round of 16 have, have caught your eye? The next, the other one has to be the, the Belgium Portugal game yeah. because Belgium are one of the favourites and deservedly so. Roberto Martinez doing a, a wonderful job there. We saw the importance of Kevin De Bruyne when he came on at halftime against Denmark and really changed that game. Lukaku is already top form on fire. We see Axel Witzel who is so important. Maybe not the the most flamboyant name or style yeah. of football, but in terms of balance of the team, the yeah, important is, is player for the team. I agree, yeah. Completely. As key as the others and him coming back from his injury and now near full fitness is great. Same with Eden Hazard and I think if this Belgian team can be fired up again, I think, I think they can beat anyone, but you just can't counter Ronaldo. It's impossible. Mm. Already five goals in three games. Incredible. We saw them being really good in the first half against France, dropping Bruno Fernandes on the bench and going back a bit to the, the Portugal of 2016. How they won this, this, the last Euros, being really solid, very strong in midfield and, and quite efficient up front. And I think they can cause problems to anyone, like we saw against France. And I think Belgium could have problems defensively against Ronaldo, Jota, Bernardo Silva and if Bruno stays on the bench and comes on as, a, as an impact sub. So that's another amazing tie in the last 16 with the, with the England-Germany one. And finally, because you are um, so insightful on so many clubs, I've got to ask you, it's only applicable for me to say, uh, who do you think will win the tournament? Bear in mind, this is the official England podcast. I'm not trying to sway you, Julian, but who do you think is lifting the trophy? <laughs> if I want to come back on the show, it's England. Of course, it's England. Never <laughs> well in doubt. <laughs> Never in doubt. He's back on the show tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. I'm available. I will be. Brilliant. Come on, England. Um, I think that the winner of the England Germany game will reach the final on on that side of the draw. Okay. So I hope for for England yeah, fans game, and for game. the boys in Southgate that they win this. And and again, like we said, they can. There will there will be a lot of things that will decide that tie, but they can beat Germany, of course, at Wembley in front of of half of the stadium. Great. And then I think the pathway to the final is is quite clear. On the other side, I think France will, will win that half of the draw. I would love, uh, as, as, a, as, as a Frenchman who lives in London, who's been living here for 17 years, who has a Welsh yeah. wife and, and three children born in London, I would love a France-England final, my, wow. my two countries, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then it will be 50-50 and, and may, the, may the best win. Love that. Perfect answer, Julian. Thank you very much. Hopefully we'll get you back on again. Hope you enjoyed that and we'd love to get you back on the podcast. Anytime. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was the turn of England Vice Captain Jordan Henderson to chat to the media. Here's what he had to say. It was very pleasing to get some minutes the other night. I was very happy to get to get 45 minutes. So yeah, I feel good. I felt good for a while now. Of course, I haven't played before that for a while up until I played the friendly a few weeks ago. But yeah, I've been training for a long time. I've been feeling good, training well. So I just need to make sure I'm ready and whenever called upon, I can come on and, and do a job for the team. We knew whatever uh, team would face, it was going to be a big challenge. And Germany will certainly be that. You watched the game the other night, they've got quality all over the pitch, fantastic players. So yeah, it's always going to be a tough test. But when you get in the knockouts of the, of the tournament, it's always going to be a tough challenge. So. We need to make sure we're ready. We've got a good few days to prepare. And come Tuesday, we need to be ready to go, really. Obviously, a lot of talk will be, will be on, the, on penalties and things like that. But for us, you know, we've been in a penalty shootout not so long ago. And we practice penalties all the time. So it's just part and parcel of football, really, now, in tournaments especially. Having the fans back has been amazing. These last few games, to be playing with fans has, has been really good. So to, for that to double and creating even more of an atmosphere. It'll be really special, but us as players need to give the fans something to shout about, so hopefully we can do that on the night as well. In the Lions' den yesterday was England's match winner against Croatia and match winner against the Czech Republic. Who else but Raheem Sterling? The boy from Brent was in great spirits when he sat down with our very own Josh Denzel. You said you'd score at Wembley if you ever got the chance to play there in a tournament. And you did that. How was your? How was that experience for you? Yeah, no, it was. Like I said, I've been building up myself for you know that moment for a long time. And you know when I woke up on that morning, I was just in such high spirits. And you know it was a it was a difficult day because it was really really hot. It was boiling, <laughs> and you know it's one of those you just got to keep concentrated and wait for wait for the opportunity. And you know, opportunity came, and it was a, a great feeling, man. Especially scoring and winning one nil and. You know, opening day it was a it was a it was a lovely one. 
Brilliant chat with Raheem there. And joining me now is the king of the pack, the man who runs the den. It is Josh Denzel's world and we're all just living in it. Josh, how you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm not sure it's my world, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the intros. They get better every week. <laughs> yeah, thank you, mate. Yeah. Um, you had the boy from Bren yeah. in the Lions den, Raheem Sterling, the goal scorer in both the games, obviously Czech Republic and Croatia. He must have been in great spirits. Yeah, he was. He was good. He, he, he was actually... The players, the players are kind of turn up as as and when before the show. But I got a, a message from some of the boys saying, "Don't worry, he will he will arrive. He's just busy dancing to a song." So that's the kind of mood that he's in right now. <laughs> I thought, you know what? What's that dance? I'm I'm all for it. What song was it? I've not actually found out. I'm going to have to ask him. <laughs> Fair play. Um, you are, of course, in camp the whole time, in and amongst the team and the players. So what's been going on at St George's Park today? Has it been a busy one, a rest day? What's been going on? Yeah, it's, it's the first day the kind of boys are back in training after a rest day yesterday. Yeah, everything, everything's looking good. They, you know what I mean? They played, they played a chicken game, you know, where I, I, I got I got Raz to explain yeah. what it was because sometimes, you know, you're watching live training and you're thinking, <laughs> I know what you mean. Why, why are they throwing around this rubber chicken? But it's essentially, it's the rules, like, like the rules of netball right okay. but you can't once you get the chicken you can't move and the way you get the way you get rid of the chicken is you got to whilst stood still you got to hit someone okay. else with the chicken and then that's how you win the game essentially yeah but that's that's what they were playing everyone was in good spirits and i think obviously with a, with a massive game coming up like it's every everyone's just all eyes on the prize now it's the business end yeah, mate, let's talk about it because I haven't spoken about it yet. England v Germany at Wembley Stadium in a Oof. knockout match for the Euros. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that, does it? It is. I think it's pretty much the biggest fixture that we, we, we could have wished for. And it's, it's, yeah. it's come fairly early on in the tournament. But I, I think it, having Wem, having the fans at Wembley yeah. I think is going to have a, make, make a massive, massive difference. Like the atmosphere is going to be insane. The players are going to be up for it. And I think that we, we're building every single game. And I, Germany... Having, having yesterday, obviously we watched the game and my, my mouth was like my jaw was glued to the floor oh. every time I turn around and goal here, goal there, yeah. penalty. So I think Germany can be got at, and I, I do, I do, I feel hopeful. I don't know whether that's the you know what I mean that's that's the, that, the, the typical England fan in me, but I, I do, I do a hundred percent feel feel hopeful that we we can win that game. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge game. Any other fixtures you're excited about, mate? Because there's, there's some good ones. I think Belgium, Portugal, that that stands out, doesn't it? That one. I think you've got when you have got Lukaku. You know, you've got you've you've got Ronaldo, oh, you've got De Bruyne, you, yeah, Bruno, like De Bruyne, Bruno. Like these guys, this is this is elite, elite level mm. guys going up against each other. Two teams in form. You know, Ronnie's obviously scored against everyone in that in that group of death, and you have got Lukaku who's going for the golden boot. Like it, it's oh, it. It's set up to be an, an amazing game. Yeah, it's getting exciting now, isn't it? Now in the business, business end. Um, let's talk fantasy football. If anyone's listening to this for the first time, they'll know that me and you are doing a little England present of fantasy football. Um, the bad news for you is, mate, I captain Lewandowski who scored twice in match day three. That's, the good news for you, though, is that I've forgotten my password and I've been logged out and I can't, can't get back ah, in. Nah, see, I had, I had, <laughs> I had, uh, I had Pogba and, um, oh, and Benzema, didn't I? So wow. it's all going, it's all going fairly well for wow, me right now. Wow, that is now. decent. I'm on 126 points. What am I on? Have you got me there as well? I'm, I'm going I'm to find out. I generally out. can't log in. It's <laughs> a big problem, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Forget your password, fantasy, but I've got a bit of breathing space until the next game. Although I am, I am unfortunately, 40 points behind you, but that, okay. that doesn't matter because it's all about how you finish. It's true, I like that. It's a yeah. marathon, not a sprint. Uh, just tell us what's next on Lions Den, what you got coming up, mate. We've got the superstar, the main man, my mate, Jack Grealish Class. on the show tomorrow. So I'm very, I'm very excited. It will be a lively one. 
Um, so you, you, you better not miss it. You better not miss it. There'll be a lot of banter flying around because we've had Bakayo on, we've had Mason, we've had a few of the boys that say that say Jack. He's 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 he, he's been getting people with the filters yeah. and the banter. So uh, I think it's time for some payback on lines then. Brilliant. And that just reminds us that's four o'clock. Then. It's everywhere, isn't it? Basically, you can't miss it. Four o'clock <laughs> tomorrow. We're going to be live on YouTube, live on Twitch. So yeah, you, you can't miss it. Class, Josh. As always, pleasure, mate. We'll speak to you again on tomorrow's episode. Nice one, Jake. Cheers, mate. It wouldn't be an official England podcast without an exclusive chat with one of the three Lions players. And yesterday I spoke to a man that I know very well and that very man who made us all jump for joy and throw our pints in the air when he bagged that free kick in the World Cup semi-final. Yes, I am, of course, talking about Kieran Trippier. He spoke about the competition for places, the mood in the camp and just what the boys are feeling ahead of the Germany clash. He also spoke about how his dad is quite possibly the biggest England fan ever and he officially told us what he's really like at Fortnite. Have a listen. You're listening to the Official England Podcast. Trips, great to have you on the Official England Podcast, mate. How you been? Yeah, I've been good, mate. Thank you. How about you? Yes, not bad, thanks. So first question, mood in the camp. England are through as group winners. I imagine everyone's pretty happy. Yeah, everyone's buzzing. You know, obviously, um, seven points, three clean sheets. Um not conceded a goal yet. So now the camp's very happy. Um, you know, we've got about six days now to rest before the Germany game, but what a game to be in the, uh, the, the, the next round. In. Yeah, unbelievable game. I've got a few questions about that coming up. I just want to first just get you to reflect on Tuesday night. It was a huge result for the boys, wasn't it? Another game at Wembley, the atmosphere. What, what did you make of that? What was your reaction to, to that game? Special night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a special night because I think, especially after the Scotland game, um, you know, it was all devastated because we, we drew the game and mm. we wanted to put it right against the Czech Republic. And, you know, I think we've come out of the blocks, you know, very, very fast. Um, you know, Bakayo, yeah. fantastic. All the team was, to be honest. And yeah. we, you know, we tried to score more goals, but it, it didn't happen. But the most important thing was the win. We got that. We topped the group. That was our, um, main objective from the start is to qualify and we've done it. So. There's a lot of positive things and um, and we know there's a lot to improve on also. Yeah, you play in an area where there's so much competition for places. I mean, to be fair, there isn't in a lot of positions in this England team. You've played in games, you've been on the bench in other games. How do you find that personally? Is it is it frustrating having so many good players in your position or actually is it a positive because it, it spurs you on? No, it's, it's only a positive. Obviously, I'm really close to Walks, probably the one who, who I uh, hang around the place with the most, known yeah. him for many years. Obviously, Reese is a fantastic player, but... Like I said, the first game I play left back is Croatia. And, you know, for me, if I play right back, left back, as long as I'm helping the team, that's the most important. Um, and like I said, I played the first one, how it played the, the last two, but, you know, I'm not sitting around complaining. Um, all I've got to do is help the team, um, and encourage the other players, not just the players that are in my position. You know, we've got so many young players in the team. You know, I want to help them as much as I can. If it's, you know, me speaking to them, uh, you know, encouraging them. And yeah, I'll be ready for whatever I'm called upon. Do you know what's interesting about that is we had Carl Walker on this podcast last week and he said exactly the same thing about how he's really close to you and when yeah, you yeah. play or he plays or whoever. And it's just so nice to hear that, that the, the, the team spirit just seems to be to be so good. And you're saying there that you're helping out the younger players even when you're not playing. Yeah, like, obviously it's difficult because um, Gareth can only choose 11 players. So, yeah. um, you know, we're all together for a long time. Um, and, you know, the, the, the most important thing is that everybody gets on it. You know, because as you can imagine, if you're away for so long and, you know, little things start creeping in where, you know, you're not training well or, you know, it can creep in. But here, 
everyone's treated really well. Everyone's playing well, no matter who's been selected. And you just got to crack on because uh, the main objective is to win the tournament. And, you know, um, it's not about, it's just about the 11. It's the bench, the players that come on. It's the players that don't make the, the squad. And I feel that's what's important about this team because we're so close and we're just like one team. And it's, it's really special. Yeah, it's great to hear that. And of course, as a defender, three games, three clean sheets. Do you, do you get home and pat on the back, job done? <laughs> do, do you let the players know that? Because it's been great defensively, isn't it? It's a real yeah. positive for this team, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've, you know, defending from the start of the competition, I think we've, we've done that brilliantly, you know, um, as a back four. But of course, it starts from from the front and you've got to give them a pat on the back also because uh, <laughs> the more they run is the less job that you have to do. So yeah. it starts from H and it comes all the way back. But as a team, I think we've... We've defended very well, but like I said, if we can just be a bit more clinical, try to create more chances, then yeah, obviously we will be even more better. I know how much you love playing for England. It's, it's clear to see on, on your social media and all, all your post-match and your, your pre-match press conferences. Whenever you do that, you, you seem to absolutely love playing for your country. I found this quote. I don't know if this is a true story. I wanted, wanted to run this by you, where you said, my dad had a massive pole with a big England flag in the garden. The garden's not even that big. The council, the council made him take it down, but he didn't. They wrote letters to him and everyone and everything, but he said, I'm not taking it down because he's a proud Englishman. Is that a true story? Yeah, the love that. Gardens. Love that. Tiny, to be fair. Yeah, and it was massive. The flag was huge. Honestly, really? I can't, huge. <laughs> the the pole was about that thick as well. <laughs> really? And you, it, was, it was massive. Wow. Yeah, they wrote to him, the council. They they come round, um, and he just said, "I'm not taking it down." Because uh, I think people's complaining as well. I don't know which people's complaining. He just said, "I'm not <laughs> taking it down." And I said, "The friends are fine him, but." He didn't take it down on them. Wow. He, he, he stayed strong and didn't take it down. He stayed strong too. I love it. So he must be st- so proud whenever you put an England shirt on. If he's got a massive pole yeah. with an England flag in his garden. It's just, I mean, it's amazing. I can't speak from every every player's parents because you just realise, you know, yeah, as you get yeah. older, certainly at my age now, it's like, cause I've got kids myself, you know, what what they actually yeah. did, you know, to, 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 no, to help me be in the position that I'm in today. Uh, all the sacrifices and that they made. So, really? And I'll do the exact same for my son if he wants to be a footballer. So if I was invited round, to, to, if, if you said to me, Smithy, come round uh, to your dad's house, w- would he just have your free kick on repeat then? Because that is an, uh, such an iconic goal that you scored for England. He must have been buzzing with that. I don't know. If he came round, he'll probably give you a few beers. I think that's the first thing he'll do. <laughs> would he? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's one of them where he'll welcome you in. And he's football mad, yeah. as all my family are. Yeah, okay, let's look ahead, mate. Next game, yeah. round of 16, England v Germany at Wembley Stadium in the knockouts. I mean, even just me just yeah. saying that, I mean, you must be so excited about this game. It's a special game, this, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's very special. As you, you know, um, look back over the years, the games against Germany. Um, the one obviously that stands out for me is when we won 5-1 in, in Germany itself. Yeah, we had, we had Emil Heskey on two days ago and he, he reminded us of, of that because he scored such an iconic and a great celebration as well, wasn't it? Yeah, for me, that's the game, <laughs> you know, against Germany that stands up for me the most when I was growing yeah. up. Obviously, I played Germany, we drew 0-0. The yeah. lads beat him away not too long ago, a couple of years, I think. So, you know, Germany, fantastic team. You know, it's unbelievable players, but mm. we shouldn't fair anybody. And I don't think we do fair Germany. You know, we've got a quality team. We've got to be positive. Just regroup now and just focus on that game. The group of death, I don't know if you were, were you watching that as players? Because obviously, I, I think at one point, England's possible opponents changed eight times during the 90 minutes. So were you all watching that as a squad? And what was your reaction as the goals were going in? Because it was a crazy night of football, wasn't it? Oh, crazy. Like I said, I think it was hungry at one point. And yeah. then it was, yeah, like you said, changed about eight, nine times. But yeah. you're going to have to play the best if it's France, Germany or Portugal or Hungary even, because I think mm. they've had a good tournament. 
But yeah, no matter who you come up against, you're going to have a, you know, it's going to be tough. And to win the tournament, you're going to have to beat the best. How tough is it as a player? I'm intrigued to know from a sort of player's perspective to, to block out all that noise, to sort of play the, the game and not the occasion. Because whenever England play Germany, so much is made within the media from fans about this fixture. Is, is that tough to block all of that out? And how important is it for players to just focus on the game and, and not everything else that comes with an England-Germany fixture? No, it's good, obviously, for the, like you say, the supporters, uh, the media, uh, to get excited about the game because it is a huge game, especially because mm. we're playing at Wembley. In the Euros, it's going to be massive. Um, but as players, we, you know, we played in big games anyway, you know, for our clubs, uh, Champions League, like say finals or mm. for England. So I feel that the players are used to it. I think they can just adapt to it no matter how big the media make it. So, um, yeah, I feel we'll be calm. We are, we are all calm, um, enjoying training every day, um, and just waiting to cross that white line in Germany and, you know, Hopefully get the win. You mentioned big games there and big moments. And of course, you had a great season. Congrats, mate, from winning uh, La Liga. How, how important are those experiences that you take going into the tournament? Because it's been a good season for a lot of the players, hasn't it, in this England team? Yeah, like, you know, if you look now from a couple of years ago, you know, we've got so many players winning titles now, like, yeah. you know, and it's important as well, you know, for uh, some of the young lads as well. You know, you get your Phil playing in Champions League finals, winning the Premier League, Rhys James, Bakayla's playing in big games. So, Whenever they come away with England, they're not afraid. Uh, you look at Bakayo the other day, I thought it was oh, unbelievable. What a game. Outstanding. Yeah. He's the similar situation. You know, he didn't play in the first couple of games. You know, you've got to be ready. And he certainly were. And it just shows to everybody in the team, everybody's going to be called upon at some point. And um, he took his chance. We've got a man of the match. And um, yeah. So when we do play these games like Germany, they're already ready because they're, they're playing these massive games at the club level. And I feel that's very important. So. So, yeah, I think there's no fear in these young lads anyway. So no. when I was there, I was at Barnsley playing in, in the championship. So, <laughs> you know, I just say to them, just go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah, class story that. Yeah, it's, it's great to hear. So I wanted to ask you a few, just finally, a few lighthearted ones. I've been asking all the players what they're up to in your downtime. Now, I believe you're in the Fortnite Brigade with Walks and Jordan Pickford. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, uh, Jordan Pickford did say, I know you've got a great relationship with him, but he did say that you're light work on Fortnite. So I, I did say if you came on the pod, I'd give you a right to reply. What would you like to say to Pickers about that? <laughs> so, I have children, so I have to look after them. Fair point. Fair point. No, but Pixie's one of those where he's on it every single day. So oh, is he? I can, is he? I can be on it for not six, seven days and I come on. Yeah. And yeah, they're just slapping me around the place. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? No, yeah, it's just like... Fortnite, um, yeah, I'll just chill with the boys. Like, say, we're playing basketball, you know, there's so much to do here, so uh, yeah. we're always keeping ourselves busy. Do you, yeah, yeah. Walk said there's been a few pranks going around, actually. You, you, are you, are you sort of seem to be in that sort of joker pack to, to raise teams? It's important that side of it, isn't it? To raise yeah, team does. spirits and keep everyone's moods up. Are you one of them to a certain extent? Um, <laughs> right. but it's one of them where I say something goes wrong, I'm yeah. always the first person that someone comes to. Are you always? Really? Always like Jack Grealish lost his phone the other day. Yeah. Come to me, where's my phone trips? I touched your phone. <laughs> Just to elaborate on that, you had nothing to do with it, but he came to you to sort it out. Nothing to do with it. He found it in the <laughs> changing room, in the physio room. He, uh, he found it. I went, Can I have apology? <laughs> and he, he apologized to me in the end, but anything that goes wrong, they come to me. Well, why do you think that is? Why do you think you're the guy they come to? It's, I don't know. It's like when I might love to play jokes or, you know, yeah. I like to have a laugh with the lads. No, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's just banter really and uh, <laughs> just get everybody in the mood from when I breakfast as soon as you wake up 
some players might get annoyed with me, but love it. Uh, finally, it's been absolutely brilliant to catch up with you. But I just wanted to end by sort of saying what your message would be to the fans. Uh, it's England, Germany at Wembley. There's been so many people watching. What would you like to say to all the England fans that are getting behind you boys this summer? No, I'd just like to say, um, you know, as always, a big thank you for supporting us. You know, we wish, you know, more fans was there in the stadium, but I know you all at home or at the pub supporting us or wherever you are. And um, yeah, and we'll try and do our best to win the game on Tuesday. But, you know, thank you for your support as always. Top man, mate. I think it's a perfect note to end it. Thank you very much for your time, mate. And I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you very much. Take care yourself, mate. So that is all we have time for on today's show. It was great catching up with Trips as well as hearing all the key information about the last 16 from expert Julien Laurent. Remember to come back tomorrow as we'll be gearing up towards next week's round of 16 clash against Germany. How good does that sound, by the way? Over the coming days, we'll be looking into both sides and speaking to some special guests that have connections to this historical fixture. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Daily England football podcast, genuinely What more could you want during a major tournament? See you tomorrow. Stay safe and come on, England! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.